On the topic of trying to solve a crime, Detective Chief Inspector Morse once said, I stumble around. That's what I do. Sometimes I stumble in the right direction. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today I have an interesting, rare eponym that might come through an urgent care clinic. I often think that medicine is not unlike being an investigator. But where a fire brigade investigator is searching for clues to the onset of a fire or an air crash investigator seeks reasons why a plane has crashed, or a crime scene investigator is looking for clues as to who committed a particular crime, we are looking to piece together information from the history, examination, investigations, and response to therapy that help us determine a diagnosis. The similarities also extend to the portrayal of these occupations in books, TVs and movies. For entertainment, screenwriters and authors are loose when it comes to some of the realities of these professions, making things seem more glamorous and exciting, and also making the process of deduction more dramatic and inspirational. While this makes for more compelling entertainment, I'm sure the people from these professions watch or read these portrayals with at least a wry smile, and their loved ones have probably heard comments about the inaccuracies many, many times. I know this to be true with medics and medical dramas, But despite raising one's eyes at the way Hugh Laurie in House is able to make a diagnosis, there is no denying the entertainment value these things bring. But I do often wonder how portrayals of medicine within TV, film and books affects expectations of the public. Do they expect us to be like House or, God forbid, like Shortland Street? Perhaps patients think that we can diagnose serious medical problems while doing CPR on a rolling gurney, heading towards the elevator, while taking a patient straight to the OR, while attaching two units of blood and requesting a CT scan, just like they do in ER. They say the truth is stranger than fiction, but in the case of medicine, the truth is slower, more bumbling, and consists of rather more paperwork. Which is one reason I always enjoyed the Inspector Morse stories. I've been thinking about Morse recently as I'm preparing an urgent bite inspired by him. Special mention to anyone who can email the podcast guessing what the topic is on. But watching or reading Colin Dexter's Oxford detective stories shows how compelling a crime drama can be when your detective drives an old Mark II Jag, does the Times crossword, listens to Wagner and drinks real ale. I would love a similarly paced medical drama to be produced. But the topic of this week's bite is one of those diagnoses that you may not have heard of, 
but I'm sure the clever doctors on ER or House or even Holby City would probably have got the diagnosis easily. But I certainly had never heard of it, so I thought it would make a good bite as it may enable one of you to pluck it out of your memory and look knowledgeable in front of your patient and colleagues. Walter Achenbach was a German physician who described six cases of paroxysmal hematoma of the hand in 1958. He also called it a finger apoplexy. Patients reported a blue discoloration of the volar aspect of one or more digits along with pain, onset being spontaneous. And it settled without treatment in a week or so, but recurrence was noted. And this condition became known as Achenbach syndrome. There's no known cause, and it is said to be rare, and it is a benign condition. Dermnet has a good page on the topic, and they reference a French study that found as many as 12.4% of women and 1.2% of men aged between 18 and 84 have had it. They say it could be linked to Raynaud's or Chilblains, and some reports have suggested connections with acrocyanosis, migraines, certain GI disorders, and biliary disease. And a case discussion in the journal Curious in 2022 presented four cases, and they all had associated rheumatological conditions. But I think the current thinking is that no one really knows why it happens. I guess our role in urgent care is to consider the diagnosis while excluding other conditions. So a person who presents with a spontaneously bruised digit, either without trauma or with minimal trauma, we should be considering it as a diagnosis. But we need to be thinking about a clotting disorder as an underlying cause, so doing bloods is important. Raynaud's is a differential, but the story there has a painful, ischemic-looking finger and is often much more painful. We should also consider vitamin C deficiency or amyloid, both causing fragility of blood vessels, and also an embolic event to the digit should also be on our differential list. I think in considering these differentials, if someone presents with what you think is Achenbach's syndrome, in addition to screening for these other causes, reassuring the patient of the likely benign nature is important. It could be that the patient has come to urgent care rightly worried, so reassurance is always good medicine. In terms of treatment, minimising triggers, pain relief as required but avoiding NSAIDs, and elevation are all measures to consider. But we also might want to refer the patient, or perhaps at least discuss the case, with either a rheumatologist, dermatologist or general physician, particularly if we need to exclude some of those other differentials. But ultimately, it's a spontaneously bruised finger with benign origin, of which we don't really understand why it happens. I've linked in the show notes to the Dermnet page, as well as the paper from Curious, written by Alexander Muasevich and John Alder, titled Achenbach Syndrome, a case series. They both contain good pictures, 
and the paper links to a lot of other references in case you want to make a deeper dive. I would encourage you all to have a look at pictures of these because it is quite impressive bruising and I certainly don't think you would miss this as a diagnosis now if one comes through your door. But as I've said many times on this podcast, my goal here is to say and raise the name of a rare condition so it can find a place in your random access memory so that you might just maybe be able to recall it and announce the diagnosis to your colleagues and patient in a manner in keeping with Dr. House. More likely, it will have hopefully rung enough of a bell though, such that you can retire to an office, do a quick Google to fill in the blanks, and thereby arrive at the diagnosis in a more ponderous manner, like that of Chief Inspector Morse. Now, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, or corrections, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. And we'll be back again next week with another podcast. Look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.